Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You've got out Cincinnati on 91.7 WVXU HD2 at 1660 AM and Northside Radio Artifacts at any time at OutCincinnati.com. Hi, Melissa. Hello, Chris. You schooled, well, how are you? And then you also schooled me on something like right before we went on the air today about an actress. So school me again. So <laughs> Kristen Stewart is a lesbian. She's gay. Chris didn't know I that. Guess I need to remove my focus. From, I need to remove my focus from Grinder and explore the explore the lesbian things. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah, so Kristen Stewart of Twilight fame. But the big news is not that she's gay because she came out a while ago. Uh, the I big know. news is is that she is getting married. She got engaged. Yes. Who uh, is it? Uh, Dylan Meyer uh, has been her girlfriend for a while. Uh, Kristen Stewart broke the news on Howard Stern on Tuesday of this week, so a little bit earlier this week. And uh, so congratulations, Kristen Stewart and Dylan Meyer on your that engagement. That is adorable. Yeah, and I, I've i seen all the movies, and that, that's great. I was, When are they getting married? Do you know, and are we invited? Uh, no, I mm. Probably no and no. Um, <laughs> wow. Wow. We'll have to work but on hey, that. But hey, you know, Kristen, we, Chris and I would be glad to attend and, you know, tell everyone on Out Cincinnati how it was. <laughs> and I'd be glad to say a few words. And, and well, before I say a few words, have some nice chili white wine, which has never happened to me before at a wedding. Well, and she has <sighs> that new movie out, too, um, about uh, she's playing um, Princess Diana. So, oh, yes. Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. As all the dots Spencer, connect. I think that's the name of the movie, Spencer. So, um, and I'm I'm gonna go see that. I'm kind of a royal watcher. I don't know why. Um, as an American, I feel like okay, maybe just our our may, our, our politicians yes. just aren't as exciting as the I know. royal family. <laughs> but you made me a, you made me a movie afternoon. Now I got to go see James Bond and this new Kristen Stewart flick all in one afternoon. And, and speaking about movies, uh, coming up the twelfth through the fourteenth of this month, and that is going to be before you know it, is Out Reels Cincinnati, the one and only LGBTQ film fest in the city of Cincinnati. A mouthful, but like it's been around forever and it's a really, really cool festival. Outreelsincy.org. It's at the Warsaw Federal Incline Theater. Uh, that's in Matson Place up there on the big hill. You know where that is, right? Yep. Three days, 16 yeah. films, Incline District. Get out. Oh my gosh. And what I like flicks. to do, and I tell them, I tell the guys at Outreels every year, oh, what I love to do is just go Saturday afternoon showings and just watch as many as I can. And that's what I love about film festivals is you can get so much diversity in like three days. So we plan to have them on the show next week. It's outreelscincy.org if you want more info on that coming up. And who is the guest today? Melissa. Oh, I am so excited that we got to talk to Poppy Champlin. She is a lesbian stand-up comedian. She 
has uh, been in the um, sphere of the likes of... uh, Who did you tell me before she's worked with uh, Joan Rivers, was like her teacher? Yes, she was the winner of America's Funniest Real Woman on the Joan Rivers Show. And she's appeared on Showtime, Logo, Comics Unleashed, Comedy Central, VH1, HBO, and Oprah. Rosie O'Donnell, and she's worked on her cruises, and so um, she has worked with some of the best comedians in the business. And she's also amazing herself, so uh, not to take anything away from Poppy. Very funny, and um, next time, she was in Cincinnati uh, a little while ago, and we kind of missed her when um, she was in town but uh, she promises that she will be back because she loves performing in cincinnati so where did where did she perform and, and I, where did she perform do you know i don't i don't know and i'm curious I Melissa, and i am looking forward to finding out what it's like to be stuck on a boat with rosie o'donnell yeah <laughs> no I'm, I'm i'm kidding totally uh, well this apparently is... <laughs> she has a whole bit about lesbians on cruise ships so um oh god and we, and we okay. do talk about that a little bit in the interview so we'll have that coming up on out cincinnati Though. I love the excursions. I go on all the lesbians. The lesbians love the excursions on the cruises, don't we? Yeah. Oh, we turn into Dora the Explorer. We are out there with our fanny pack, a machete, a jungle bike. Let's go, ladies! We, we are doing everything! <laughs> Hey, this is Jose Rodriguez, Director of Community Relations at Equitas Health. We serve the needs of the LGBTQ community right here in Cincinnati. We're doing amazing things in this city. Get in touch with us at EquitasHealth.com. Hey, this is Poppy Champlin, and you are listening to Out Cincinnati. You're listening to Out Cincinnati. This is Melissa, and I am speaking today with Poppy Champlin, a wonderful comedian, very funny, and she was recently in the Cincinnati area. We're going to talk to her today about being a stand-up comedian and uh, all about that. So, Poppy, tell me, what was it about comedy that attracted you to it to make it your profession? Oh, that's that's an easy one. Uh, <laughs> when I was in college, I was in a show called Oceantics, and it was a cabaret. And so we were singing and dancing fish. And my one of my jobs that I got to do was write a monologue about the ocean. And it was all puns, very, you know puns like can you fathom what i'm talking about kelp kelp is there a sturgeon in the house <laughs> you know you know i mean it went it went on and on for 135 puns and it was a monster it was a sea monster and i loved <laughs> doing it and the audiences went crazy for it and one night a guy was laughing so hard that he spit up whatever he was eating or chewing and he was begging me to stop. (laughs) (laughs) Stop with the fish puns. Stop. (laughs) It it was just, they were killing him. And, 
and it was like, wow, right there. I was like, this is so powerful and fun. And everybody was laughing so hard that I was like, man, if I could do this for a job, wouldn't that be great? And, you know, at the time that was in 1982. And at the time, comedy clubs were like popping up just like uh, CBD things are right now on every corner, (laughs) you know. And so it was a perfect uh, it was a perfect timing. And I just decided to chase it for the rest of my life. And here it is. What was empowering about that moment for you? Like when you realized that you got what was it like? What was the feeling or what was it that made you go? Wow. Like this is it. Was it the people's reaction? Was it I mean, what was it about that 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 made you just light up? It certainly, it was a solitary thing. You know, it was, it was all me, you know, and it was all me doing this to all them at the, at the same moment. And then all of them being, being one unit, you know, there was no, you know, there's no black or white, there's no gay or straight there, you know, it's just a whole unit working as one. And I'm the orchestrator, you know, it was, it was just amazing. It sounds like it was the human connection to the audience that really drew you in. Yeah, I think so. So now that you are a stand-up comedian and you do that professionally, what's your process in creating your stand-up set? Yeah, like right now I'm creating one for Palm Springs and I'm supposed to be leaving tomorrow. And my friend just called me and said, American has just canceled 133 flights. Oh, so you yeah. better, you better recheck your, so I don't know if I'm going to make it or not, but um, the process is to, first of all, write about Palm Springs. Like, because right now I have, I have so many jokes uh, that, It's impossible to go backwards almost and pick up some, although I am going backwards because I was just in Palm Springs in July. So at the same club. So I don't want to repeat, you know, uh, I want people to come and see a fresh show. And the fact that I write, I do song parodies really helps me to make like uh, markers for me throughout the set. So there's, it's a 40 minute set. So you know, fever is maybe here and welcome to the jungle is here and, you know, funny side of the street ends it. And so then I have those markers to fill in between. And, uh, but yeah, I gotta, I gotta go pull from some of my dinosaur material, I think, because (laughs) I was going to say a lot of jokes about golfing and lesbians, right? (laughs) Yeah. But the other thing is that Palm Springs is a lot of gay men and, and it's really gay men that have hired me to do this show. Oh, right. So, so I really have to kind of, now I got to cater more to them. So, you know, it's a fine tuning thing to put the set together. Yeah. I didn't know that you uh, did uh parody songs. What brought you to do that outside yeah. of the regular stand-up set? Well, it's funny because when I first started, I felt like I was multi-talented because I had a BFA in theater and musical comedy was really my forte. So singing in the cabarets were, you know, what I was trained to do. And so 
when I left college and had to start doing open mics, I kind of added it like I was like, oh, this is how I drive when I'm listening to this music. And then I show how I drive. And then this is how I drive when I'm listening to this music. (laughs) You know, so I remember doing that and it was fun and people were entertained by it. And so I and then I put in my sound sound effects and my uh, impersonations and impressions. And and I started doing that for a while until somebody, you know, some stupid comedy snob was like oh that's not real comedy you know that you're not a monologist you're you're just you know you're just doing sound effects or what i'm like (laughs) you know let me do whatever i want to do whatever you know whatever creative whatever creative moves you that's what you should do and uh yeah you know and so i listened to them for a while and i took singing out and i but then finally i have when i was in p-town and I was working at the post office cabaret and Varla Jean Merman was also at the post office cabaret. And I was watching his show and I'm like, damn, he's getting, you know, he sells out every night. Well, it wasn't, it, it was the fact that he's a gay man and gay men love him and the place is crawling with gay men. So it's harder for lesbians to sell out, but, you know, he sings and he does a whole show that is all put together under one theme and then the songs and the costumes and da da do. And so I thought, well, maybe let me try a little bit of that, too. And so I started uh, weaving songs into my show in P-Town. And so how was that received? It was received good by the audience, but the owner didn't like it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well. Yeah, the owner was like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Why are you singing songs? He's supposed to be just doing jokes, do jokes. You know, I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) You're like, I thought it was supposed to be entertaining, but okay. (laughs) Exactly. And I'm the creator here. That's funny. And here's Poppy Champlin on a recent appearance on The Eden Show, the Eden Castile podcast on YouTube, where she's performing a song about eating. I, I made up this song um, from 42nd Street about eating because I love eating. You have to you have to tell me when to come in. Ready and who likes meat? Who likes to eat? It's my favorite thing I like to do. I love to eat. Who likes quiche with ham and beets? It's my favorite thing I like to cheese. Ooh, I love to eat. Lobster pot, it is so hot. Get clams and mussels too. Filling is nice for Mexican Um, So are you interested in any other types of comedy besides stand-up? Obviously, you're doing the singing now. So is there anything else that you do besides stand up or you would like to do well i mean i you know we're all having to do a little bit of a pivot and i so when i did my pivot i i was teaching a class online and it's called improv your way to success and so it was improv but i i found i went through second city in chicago and and improv is 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 difficult i think i can do it I do it pretty well with my friends or whenever we, Jenny McNulty, she, she, she's good at it. And, you know, it's theater games and stuff like that, but, yeah. um, you know, I can do it. It's just, uh, 
you got to get a group of people together, you know, it's like, you know, in a group and then you got to organize and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, doing stand up, you're, you're the sole proprietor of your own business, of your own everything. So you do it when you do it, when you want to do it. So it's easier for me just to do stand up and then put the songs in. And, uh, you know, I've tried a bunch of other things. I tried to do my like late night show, but you got to get other people to help. You know, I need you need a team. You need and, a troop, uh, like a yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right? You need a troop, right? <laughs> exactly. And I, it's just I, I've never found a troop. It's weird. It's it's always been a very solo thing for me, and I I've wanted a troop many times, and I feel like I'd be good with a troop, uh, but I just haven't found my troop. Well, you may find it uh, in the future. Let me dig a little deeper on that. Um, I I myself I was um, I I was in a a troupe, a stand, a <laughs> improv troupe um, oh, yeah. in Charlottesville, Virginia called the Bent Theater for a couple of years. So, um, you know, that that world is familiar to me. Tell me, though, about your time at Second City and how that just, you know, affected you as an artist. Yeah. When I first got to Chicago in 88, uh, I went thinking that I was auditioning because I had to go out there to audition for Second City. And I thought I was auditioning to get on the main stage. Oh, and, right. <laughs> and, after and it's the still audition, classes, right? Yeah, yeah. It was to take the classes. I was like, oh, I thought. And then for me to pay them, I'm like, oh, dear. But, um, you know, anything really to get me out of Rhode Island at the time, I just needed to move on up. And um, so I left Rhode Island in 88 and went through the courses and, you know, I had my troop and, um, you know, some are good and some are bad and, and you can't do anything about it. You know, you have to just stay with, with, with the troop and, you know, suck it up if they suck, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, me being a stand up and having my own way already you know, it was hard for me to blend in with my troop. Um. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I remember coming on stage one time and, you know, I decided I was uh, a, a Martian in the scene. Like I was an alien and everybody, you know, negated what I was doing. What? That's I, breaking it, the rules. You're supposed to yes and. <laughs> I know, but they did it. They totally what? shut me out. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I mean, I did, 
I did okay. I, you know, the, you, you're supposed to figure out the who, what, and where. And after my scenes, everybody's just like, why? Why, Poppy? Why? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you're not alone. I had a couple of those experiences as well. So uh, I, I can totally relate to that. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so how long did you stay with uh, Second City? So I just went through the year study with them and um, I might have auditioned for one of the traveling troops, but by then my stand-up was already taking off because there was four major, major comedy clubs right there. There was like five in the suburbs. There was tons of road work and I just was enveloped in stand-up and just took off in that direction. So now, what compelled you to come out as a lesbian comedian? And how has that changed your stand-up? Well, I didn't come out on stage. Like, I kept pushing, you know, my sort of straight material. Because, like I said, like, I'm playing to a straight crowd. And, like, at the Improv in in Chicago, that was the biggest club for me to play. And... um, it was huge. It was a huge crowd and you had to play to the straight uh, funny bone, basically. And I mean, you, you didn't have to, but I don't know if I would have got booked back. But so I, I just, I did generic jokes, you know, like one of my first ones that I realized was this is the way to write for these crowds, which is, you know, I got a friend, she's so skinny you know, she's like emaciated and these women that try and be models that what they do to themselves. I said, she eats like a bird. She acts like a bird. Every restaurant we go to, she slams right into the windows. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, and that was good material. And so I kept writing stuff like that, you know, and uh, it got me on the Rosie O'Donnell VH1 stand up spotlight show. Oh, nice. You know, it got me onto America's Funniest Real Woman and won that on the Joan Rivers show. So my writing was pretty, pretty tight. I realized you needed to write it really tight. And uh, well, now I forgot the question. No, I, well, I was just saying, like, um, what compelled you to come out as a lesbian comedian? Oh, yeah. How how's that changed your art? Right. So then when I got out to L.A., I was doing the same thing. And and uh, I had an agent, William Morris, and he was going to this guy, Bill Bronca, and he was going to make me a star. As soon as I got out there, I was like amazed. Like I went into the William Morris agency and he had my tape playing and from the Rosie O'Donnell show. And he was he had just made Martin Lawrence a big star. And, and he was like, yeah, what do you want? Saturday Night Live. You want your own show? What do you want? I'm like, oh, my God. And <laughs> You know, and I was wearing a skirt and heels, you know, because I was trying to play into becoming a star quickly and get it and and get the ring and wait, you know, and then come out later. And uh, like a lot of people do. And uh, so he said, you know, do a do a do a show, you know, get comfortable at the comedy store. I'll I'll give you, you know, carte blanche. You can go up anytime you want. Just tell him I sent you. And it was true. I was able to go up anytime because Bill Bronca sent me. I'm like, oh, my God. So it took me a month to get comfortable because I kept going on the road. And so then when I called him finally to come see me, he, they were like, who? And I'm like, Bill Bronca. And they're like, oh, he went insane. Sorry. Click. Oh, like, yeah. So he went into the funny farm. Oh, no. And 
yeah and and in la it really is one person that sees you that gets you that pushes you and 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 basically you know pushes you up the hill and that that was my guy anyway so that didn't happen and then nothing really you know i had another agent and that he went belly up and then i you know i kept pushing and pushing but you know, and I kept trying to play the game and schmooze with these guys and pretend that I'd give them a blowjob if I could help write. And you know what I mean? Like, I couldn't, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't schmooze, you know, with the guys, the straight guys, you know, because right. I'm gay. So <laughs> I, and, you know, and just so everyone knows what around what year was this? Uh, I got out there in 96. Yeah, so this would have been, yeah, the late 90s, yeah. Yeah. Because, like, you know, as we were talking about that, obviously the landscape's changed quite a bit. Um, yeah. But, yeah, exactly. but go on. I don't want to stop your story. <laughs> yeah, so I kept trying. I mean, there were nice people, too, you know, like Rick Overton. And there was a bunch of guys that, you know, I felt like they liked me. Danny Vermont, he's still a writer for uh, Bill Maher. And, you know, all these guys that... But I think if you're not going to give them something, I, they're not really going to waste their time, really, I guess. I don't know. So uh, then I, you know, then I, well, finally, I'm just like, well, fuck it. I got to just come out. This is ridiculous. I'm lying. I'm blah, you know, to myself. And I want to be able to, you know, be able to say my girlfriend instead of my boyfriend. Ugh, I hated that. And so I finally just came out. uh Scott Kennedy, who has since passed, has, he had a show on at the improv uh, called something Johnny Cake or Sweet Ah, it was for it was it was it was to serve meals to AIDS victims, and uh, I did a show for him, and I finally came out, and I'm like, yeah, so. Scott obviously thinks I'm gay. I don't know why he thinks that. I mean, I, I, I go. I mean, I know what he tastes like, but I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, so I finally came out, and that night, the owner of the Improv, Bud Freeman, is like, "Hey, you want to do Vegas?" I'm like, "Sure," you know. So it was like it, it was fine, you know. And all and all along, I had been fretting. And it was fine. And it was only my own inner homophobia that my mother has instilled in me since I came out to her in, uh, you know, high school, like a, a senior in high school, a senior, in co a freshman in college. You know, she saw me putting, getting ready to go out and I was putting on my three piece corduroy suit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, where are you going? I'm, like, I'm going out. Well, where to? A club? What kind of club? A gay club? Ah! You know, it was just like, the worst thing that could ever have happened to you know her you know oh. and it just it it, uh, it always hurt me that it hurts her and yeah. i never felt you know i could never have never have you know okayness with it you know and so i don't know it, it it's it's a battle you know that i have to you know play with every all the time yeah, I think it was it was it was a difficult time um, for that, I think, because, um, you know, your parents, your community, um, you know, like you could be ostracized or, or worse, you know. Yeah. And, you know, we talk about a lot of queer history on this show. And part of that is just the world has changed. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's still obviously 
obviously issues and, and things to battle, but, um, wow, you know, just that fear that people just held with them so tightly about coming, coming out. So, yeah, and and, and, yeah, and I definitely can relate to that. So now I want to talk a little bit, you have a bit in your stand up. And uh, you talk about a lesbian cruise. Now, I've never been on a lesbian cruise. So what was so engaging about that experience that you wanted to write a set about it? The first lesbian cruise, it was, it was like an all, all, all gender cruise because it was Rosie O'Donnell's uh, maiden voyage on her Our Family Vacations. And so... Oh, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, so that was the first one, and she gave me my first break on cruise ships, so I was pretty psyched about that, and um, I did really well, and that was cool. But um, the other one is the uh, the Olivia Cruises, and that's an all-lesbian cruises, all-lesbian resorts, and it's just, you know, it's all lesbians all the time, and uh, we're, we're very go-getters. I mean, we we do what we're told and we like to do what we want to do and we do it on time and we do it with, with, with tied up laces. And, <laughs> you know, there's, there, it, it, we'd be really good in the military. And, uh, so I guess that might be the bit you're talking about where we do it and we we're all back by five o'clock and we're ready for happy hour. And, you know, it's, uh, we do everything, you know? Yeah. I like just one, like- I just thought that yeah. was really funny because I'm like, well, I've never been on a lesbian cruise, so I need to know why is this? <laughs> well, the excursions, you know, they go on all the excursions, you know. Oh, because uh, you have to see everything. It yeah. has to be educational and entertaining. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You got to see it all. So a cruise actually, it actually is very, you need a vacation after your vacation, you know. Right. I can yeah. imagine. It sounds exhausting. Yeah. It is. It kind of is. <laughs> it's a, uh, so now tell me, are you in a relationship now? And because you talk about long-term lesbian relationships in your stand-up a bit. Yeah. I, I, uh, I'm having a hard time right now. Um, you know, I have a, I have a gal around here that, uh, I hooked up with and, you know, I thought, after a while, you know, she had children and I wasn't really, I didn't feel as if I was able to fit into their family kind of thing. And she sort of had to choose between me and the kids. And, you know, I just, it was just getting hard. And, uh, I, I, I left and, uh, took myself out of it, but she's only seven miles away. So, you know, it's and her kids are growing up now and, so I keep being, and she keeps texting me to, you know, hang out. And so I, I'm trying, I try to move on and yet I get sucked back in. So I'm in that vortex right now. And, you know, and it's nice when we get together, you know, it's, it's, it's nice. It's familiar. It's nice. It's, it's all still, like it's all still there. Um, and yet there's some issues that, are still there as well. I, it's just a bizarre. It's a bizarre vortex that I have found myself in. So what is funny about lesbian relationships to you? And why why do you put that um, subject matter in your stand-up? Well, I think all relationships 
are fun and funny and fun to dissect and play with and you know people you know it it really doesn't matter if it's gay or straight i think people's relationships are oh my god i think they're so they're so difficult and yet some of them are you know it it's like, who's got the best relationship and how do you make it that way? And I don't think anybody has an answer to that. Either it works or it doesn't, you know, and then, you know, you can try and fix things and change things and change your behavior and change how you think. And <clears throat> me, I have to stop being so critical and judgmental. And, you know, it's it's always, it's work. It's work on yourself. Uh, in order to be able to have a human relationship with another human being. And otherwise, you're kind of lonely. You know, I mean, you know, I got this house now, which is awesome. But, you know, I'm sitting here kind of alone a lot making nutcrackers. So <laughs> <laughs> you're like, Halloween's over. I'm on to nutcrackers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I made them last Christmas as gifts. And now people are like, they're so good. You could sell them. And I'm like, OK, well, that's part of my pivot. Let me see if I can like have a craft that I can make. <laughs> And sell on, I don't know, Etsy throughout the year, I guess. Well, I'm sure there's, and there's also um, things that you can find that are funny about being single as well. Um, and, yeah. And just talking about, you know, human relationships. As you said, there's sort of a baseline sameness all across humanity when it comes to certain things right. about relationships. So what performances do you have coming up and how can your fans connect with you on social media? Yeah. So the next one is uh, Palm Springs and it's gay pride in Palm Springs this week coming up. And um, so I'm there with Bruce Valanche at Oscars Cabaret on November 3rd, if I can get there. And then my website, you know, is poppychamplin.com. You know, I have a Facebook page uh, and oh, you're still there, right? And yeah. I have a Facebook, Facebook uh, fan page. And I, you know, I got to, I got to, I got to pick up my game on Instagram and TikTok and all that, but I, I, I don't, I don't do it too much. I'm really just a Facebook and email person. You have a YouTube channel, which I know people can check out some of oh, your yeah, sets there yeah, yeah. and, um, coming up. So I know you had something fairly recent in the past few months from something laugh out loud. Oh God, that's my favorite. That's the Showtime special. Yeah. They so... finally released it. I have, I had, I left LA in 211 and I think I filmed that show in like 208 maybe. Oh, really? And they, and they finally released it. Like I could not use it as a promo piece until like this year. And I'm like, I already left. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's up there, so um, I suggest everyone check that out. It's on the Laugh Out Loud Flicks channel on YouTube. Yeah, and you can also see it on um, 
Prime, Amazon Prime, it's on there too. The whole show is on there. Oh, the whole show. Okay, yeah, because they have a they have a pretty like a ten minute clip of you right uh, on there, and it was very funny. So, uh, Poppy, thank you for joining me today on Out Cincinnati. It was a pleasure to speak with you, learn about your comedy, and uh, we wish you luck. Thank you, I, and I'll be back to Cincinnati because they're one of my favorite uh, favorite audiences. They're just you guys are awesome out there. Hi, this is Emily Meyer from Equality Ohio's Legal Clinic. You can find out more about our legal clinic and the services we provide and submit an intake form at equalityohio.org. You're listening to Out Cincinnati on Radio Artifact. It's so cool that she uh, like was mentored by Joan Rivers and then got stuck on the boat with Rosie. What a cool interview with Poppy. Yeah, she is very funny, and uh, I hope her show is fantastic on Palm Springs. You know, uh, she loves doing <laughs> all the shows uh, out there. So hopefully we'll see her again when she swings back to Cincinnati. And don't forget to check out Poppy on social media. You can find more about Poppy Champlin at poppychamplin.com or at poppycockprod, that's P-O-P-P-Y-C-O-C-K-P-R-O-D.com. And may I give that website one more time? Yeah. <laughs> poppycockprod.com. Dot com. That's <laughs> poppycockprod.com. Yes, uh, you can find uh, find Poppy Champlin on all kinds of social media at Poppy Champlin. Uh, she's so funny. I listened to her stand up and I was in stitches. So please have her back. Oh, definitely. Uh, we're Poppy fans here. <laughs> we love poppies. If you like poppies and you love poppy, you can check us out at outcincinnati.com. All of our shows, two years of content right there, and we're on all the podcast platforms. Thanks so much for listening to Out Cincinnati on 91.7 WVXU HD2, 1660 AM, and anytime at outcincinnati.com. <laughs> <laughs>